Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show this week. This week, it'll be a one-on-one, me and you. We'll talk about staying motivated and how to confront challenges. It's a different mindset. Winning is a different mindset. I'll share with you some of my personal mental toughness stories, as well as how I define adversity. Should be a pretty cool show with the coach, so stick around. to the Baseball Nomad Podcast. On this podcast, we take a deep dive into the international game of baseball and softball. Every week on the show, we will talk with coaches and players from around the world where we'll discuss preparation, motivation, and building a consistent mental process for those high-leverage, high-stakes situations. If 90% of the game is mental, we need to stop giving everything a physical remedy. Stick around for your host. He's played and coached professionally on five different continents and won 12 different national championships. He's the original baseball nomad. Some call him the hit doctor, but heck, you can just call him Coach AB. Hey, what's up, everybody? I think we have a very cool show today. No guest, just me. So no Remember the Titans moment today. I was actually talking with my missus, and she was saying that every now and then that I need to give you guys a dose of me unfiltered. Just me, Coach AB, uh, doing me. <laughs> she, she suggested that people would get some real value for that. Uh, And, you know, I guess I need to start by telling you guys, you know, why the reasons why I do what I do here with the podcast. And a lot of people don't realize this, but I've I've always just wanted to mentor people who don't have mentors. Right. Uh, I enjoy motivating people uh, in a real and sort of authentic way, just being myself. Uh, I have a passion for you know, helping people reach their baseball goals or or their athletic goals. Um, so tonight, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to talk about it's just going to be a, a conversation, me and you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about adversity. Um, as I know, a lot of people um, are beginning their season. They've gone through a lot through this whole COVID-19 situation. Uh, they're still going through some things. Um so, yeah, I just wanted to sit down and talk to you about adversity. Uh, as Now, as a coach, you know, I'm into player development, and that's what I, I do is I try to help on a professional level. I try to help players, you know, get signed and, and develop as, as players, as people. Uh, now, I work with a lot of coaches, and, you know, a lot of times you hear people talk about this generation this and this generation that. I never wanted to... <laughs> To be that sort of coach um, because I, I don't get paid to coach people or players of another generation. I get paid to coach these kids, right? Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just different. You know, they're not me and I'm not them and yada, yada, yada. 
Um, but one of the things that I am seeing uh, in player development is that, you know, a lot of players, a lot of people, I should say, uh, enjoy being comfortable. They're conditioned to being adverse to, to stress. They think that they're entitled to feel good all the time. Everything seems to be about avoiding confrontational uh, or about being in low stress environments. Well, I'm, I hate to tell you, but hitting is confrontational. Okay. Uh, when you walk up into the batter's box with a bat in your hand, you should be playing offense. You are looking for a confrontation. You're looking to do damage. Okay. And I'll tell you something else. If you're wanting a low stress environment, you're probably involved in a, you're probably going to be involved in a low stress performance. Okay. Um, you need pressure. Yeah. Remember pressure creates diamonds. Okay. And so should your performance, right? Don't look for comfortable situations for yourself. You really should be trying to find ways to put the most pressure on yourself, whether that be in practice or, you know, in the weight room, um, in your conditioning. That's what's going to produce the high levels of performance. And I'll tell you something else. The elite players, they are living in that environment all the time. They know. They know because their dreams are so big that the odds don't even matter to them. They're just getting after it. Yeah. And that's what separates elite players and so-so players. You know, average players, you know, when they when that anxiety sets in, when that fear, you know, is, it confronts them, they, you know, they'll be the first ones to run. Yeah. But, you know, adversity faces even the elite players and they find a way to face it and rise. OK, they they practice harder. They play harder every day, not because they're excited by doing that but because they know that's what it's going to take to win the war of the doubt demons when it comes knocking uh, at their door. And the doubt demons will come knocking at your door, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Okay. Which reminds me of something I read last week about um, the 20th president of the U S uh, James Garfield. Okay. He served only a hundred days in office. He inherited like a deeply divided country you know, that was still kind of reconstructing from the Civil War. OK, um, it, it, yeah, he got he got assassinated. He's only in, in office 100 days. But he said, you know, of course, I uh, I hate war. But if it's brought to my door, the bringer will find me at home. OK, um, it, you'd be crazy to want to face difficulty in life or in the game. But. You're just as equally crazy to pretend that difficulty is not going to happen, especially in the batter's box or on the field, which is why when those doubt demons come knocking on your door and it may happen tomorrow, may happen this morning, uh, you got to be prepared to answer. it. Incidentally, Garfield was also the guy who said, under our institution, there's no middle ground for the Negro race between slavery and equal citizenship. There could be no permanent disenfranchised peasantry in the United States. 
It sounds to me like he was all in. And it sounds like he knew that adversity was coming from. Look, last year, it was tough, right? And this year is tough as well. Um, But I think everything happens for us and not to us. We all know that mental toughness is the key to being consistent in performing in baseball. In order to advance, you've got to develop your mind. Being mentally tough is going to help you face adversity when it strikes during the baseball season. And you know it's going to strike. It's not a matter of if it's going to strike. It's a matter of when it's going to strike. And the more you you resist temptation, the more you think deeply, the more you focus intensely, the better you're going to become at doing it. You've got to assess your stressors and look at them as challenges rather than threats. There's a little voice in your head that occasionally says, I can't possibly do this. That's probably the sign that you're on the right track. You just got to fight through it because, you know, slumps are coming. Injuries are coming. You know, professional demotions might be coming. Personal issues are definitely coming. Errors are definitely coming. Underperforming, it's going to happen. And there's a whole slew or host of other challenges that can happen at any time in the game and in life. Many times it's not just one challenge. There's there's a combination of challenges that happens or setbacks that happen that distract you on the field. Okay, Everyone wants to win. That's what competition's about. A good team, bad team, they both want to win. And that effort to win is going to create adversity for them and adversity for you. Yeah, that's why you respect your opponent, but also you respect yourself. Appreciate that no one's going to roll over you and, you know, you're going to have to take it. That's why it's important that you're prepared to give your best effort, regardless of the quality of your opposition or your or or, or the team that you're playing. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to come across some some opponents that are superior to you. that were just simply better than you. Um, there are going to be some guys who are, are girls who are just bigger and stronger and faster and everything about them is going to say that they're just better than you. And you can't listen to that because that's an excuse to quit. Yeah. You got to compete. Right. Uh, adversity comes in all kinds of forms and the weather, you know, spring, man, no one wants to hit in spring when it's cold, you know, in the Midwest or, or anywhere. Right. Uh, it's too hot some places. You know, it gets, it's hard to breathe or whatever. It's too rainy or windy, right? But, you know, your opponent plays under the same conditions. Who's going to deal with it the best? Who's going to let the conditions beat them, right? I talked about the noise factor, you know, my Budweiser beer batter of the, of the game moment, yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, you face uh, a team whose crowd is just loud, uh, or, or a team that, you know, engages in a lot of chatter. They do that sing-songy stuff, you know, uh, uh, that can be annoying. Or, you know, you, you might face, you know, teams that are just have no sportsmanship or, you know, scream crazy stuff at you while you're, while you're hitting. How do you handle that sort of adversity? Do you let it agitate you? Do you start focusing on where that noise is coming from and less on the game? If so, you're going to let the noise win. Yeah. Um, 
Adversity comes in self-doubt. This is probably one of the biggest on the on on the list because it's you know it's internal. It, it's something that's within us. You could be in a slump, uh, or you could have made an error in the field, or you can just be struggling, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Self-doubts that voice in your head that tells you that you just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and whatever you try to do, it's not going to stop now. You're not going to get a hit. Um, you're going to make another error. It's it's a challenge. It's a big challenge to, to, to remain consistent over a long season. But we can't allow self-doubt to take us out of our game. we got to find ways to look at the challenge and remain confident in our process, our training, our ability. We have to stay focused on our approach, on our responsibility, right? Look, we all make mistakes and, you know, that's, that's adversity as well. You know, you, you know, you make, you make an error or your teammate makes an error. Um, errors happen. Strikeouts happen. Uh, one after the other. Suddenly, you know, no, it's contagious. No one can make a play or, you know, you got the whole lineup, you know, s- s- swinging at bad pitches. Uh, and then, you know, it affects you when your coaches start freaking out because you, you, you're in these never ending innings defensively. Um, that's when, you know, that's an adversity that needs someone to step up and be a leader to put a stop to it. Right. That that's big. You know, if you have the ability to to know that, hey, you know what, we're going to get right back on there. We just need to take a moment and breathe to reset whatever it is um, and not and not, you know, give in. Right. Adversity is everywhere around us in the game. Even your coaches, your coaches make mistakes. Coaches create some adversity sometimes, you know, in their tones or, um, you know, they make game time mistakes. They might send a runner gets thrown out. Right. Um, They make a call that fails. Coaches, we make mistakes. Most of the time, if I make a mistake as a coach, I try to own up to it, right? But it can't worry you as a player, right? Just the same way the baseball gods or luck can't worry you, okay? And we we know how that goes in baseball. We're not actually talking about baseball gods, of course. We're talking about things that are chalked up to luck or circumstances that we can't control, bad hops, you know, that swinging bunt that ends up in that perfect place or weak pop-ups that find no man's land or that sort of random gust of wind uh, that blows a ball foul <laughs> or right into a fielder's glove. You know, when things are going badly, it seems like the baseball gods want you to lose, but you cannot give that sort of stuff thoughts. Don't ever say nothing will go our way because you know how it is, man. It'll all even out. It'll all even out, right? I've seen teams. I've seen teams that throw in the towel when they, they. The best team I ever played for. The best team I played for, uh, down in Australia. We had man. We had a bunch of prospects. Guys who had actually been signed, uh, who were legit prospects. Four or five of them in the lineup, but they could not deal with adversity uh, in the sense that. You know, when the game started and the other team scored first, you know, everyone's body language was like horrible. Like, oh, here we go again. 
Like, dude, they just scored two runs. So what? It's the second inning, right? Um, uh, you got to keep the energy high and realize that there's lots of time, lots of ball game. Uh, crazy things happen in the game. I try to just imagine that if even if another team scores, I try to imagine that it's scoreless and I'm going to get back into the game. Um, or, you know, you, you, you got teams that when they're trailing late, they can't convince themselves that it's not over. But guess what? It's not over. There's no clock in baseball, right? The last thing, uh, the last, the last inning is like any other inning. You could be down by five. So what? You scored six before, right? Plenty of times. And you still can. You just can't give up. Yeah. You get three outs for a reason. Use each of those outs up. Right. Don't give in. Don't give up. What about the old bad call from umpires? It's not a matter if umpires will make bad calls. It's a matter of when and how often and how it impact the game. Now, that's nothing personal against umpires. Some of them are really good, but a lot of them are paid poorly and often have very little training and experience. You know, um, most umpires aren't big league umpires, and so they're going to make mistakes. Even the big league umpires make mistakes, right? Um, when you get to pro ball, you know, the adversities are still there. They just become different. You know, uh, you might get injured. Uh, you could get demoted. You could get traded. You could get released. You, you know, you spend it's a long season. You play a lot of games on the road away from home and your loved ones. And of course, like I said, you have slumps. Right. But when you focus on what you need to do and not how you're feeling. You know, that's a start because you're not going to cheat greatness if you're if you only work hard the days that you feel good. OK, the process, the process to commit to focusing on the things that you need to do instead of how you feel. Know why you do what you do. Know why you do what you do and you'll have power to do it. Right. Um. And, you know, have, have a routine, have a routine, identify what you want to do day to day. Uh, it could be, you know, silence in the morning. It could be affirmations. It could be visualizations. It could be uh, um, exercise. It could be um, reading, whatever it is. Uh, set yourself up to start your day the right way. Right. Of course, you got to be positive. Being positive is a competitive advantage. It's easy to complain about shit. It's easy to doubt shit. And it's easy to make excuses for shit, right? But if you train yourself to look at facts and be logical and to see the positive, to see those little stressors as challenges, opportunities that are just embedded in the game for you to overcome, you're going to be better than the average person. Listen, your mental training is important, right? And that's probably the first step, like understanding that no one's born being mentally tough and we all have to work at it, 
right? Look at look at Serena Williams, probably the most dominant tennis player of her era. She has a coach, right? Muhammad Ali, he was the greatest of all time, self-proclaimed. Never won without Angelo Dundee, his trainer. Even Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. He never won without Phil Jackson. Okay. Maya Angelou used to say, show me a gifted heart surgeon, a gifted heart surgeon. It's not going to happen. You know why? Because that heart surgeon had to learn. We all have to learn. No one's born mentally tough. It's something that we have to spend time giving intentional focus to. Actively seeking out challenges that make us better. Challenges that exceed our ability. That's how we grow. That's how we become the dude or the dudette. All right. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed. Actually, this ended up being like a <laughs> like a Remember the Titans moment, didn't it? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. That's it for this week. Stay safe, everyone, and peace. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.